We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to this preview media guide uh, for Weber State Cal this upcoming Saturday um, in Berkeley, 2 p.m. kickoff. All right. Andy, are we excited? Pumped. We're excited. We're fully it's excited. It's not a night game. It's not. It's, a, it's, it's crazy. You know what the crazier part is? Is that this, this game marks the start of a three-game home stretch, which is already half of our home games. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it's going by too fast. <laughs> but at the, on the flip side, we get a Cal football game every week for the next eight weeks. Yeah, that's great. So I think that's the best. Because we've always had our bye week pretty early over the last couple of years, right? Yeah. All right, so we're moving on. We're going to talk about Weber State for a little bit. So, uh, warning, there's nothing about Weber State we can find. (laughs) In fact, the article I'm currently reading about their best player says the only thing that Vollert, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it, knew of Weber State was that Oakland's Damian Lillard went there to play basketball. (laughs) (laughs) He was not aware that the school was in Utah. Fun fact for me, too. I did not. Salt Lake City, I believe. Hmm. I think. I think. I might be wrong. All right, but let's get to it. Weber State, we're playing them. We got, we got to talk about something. Let's talk about last week's game that Weber State had. Weber State played Montana Western. They beat Montana Western 76-0. to zero. As you hear the train in the background. 76-0. to zero. All right, let, let me tell you the point spread. They scored 20 in the first quarter, then 28, then 14, then 14. They scored two passing touchdowns led by their quarterback, Cantwell, 10 of 14, 163 yards. So they only tossed the ball 14 times. They ran the ball as a team 59 times, and they scored eight touchdowns on the ground, and as a team got 317 yards. Mountain Western, on the other hand, their quarterback threw 25 times, only completed 10 and 115 yards, and four interceptions. And rushing-wise, they only rushed 21 as a team, and they got 23 yards as a team. And that's probably including a couple sacks, I would think. So, looking at that, there's literally nothing we can find. I, I tried finding stats from their previous team last year and everything like that, and other than me searching through Weber State's athletic homepage and going through every single player and finding out their stats of last season, there's really nowhere to find anything. I got a bit. I got a bit. All right. Here we go. So last year, their offense averaged 26 points per game. 
Their defense averaged 30 points per game, but they're actually returning eight starters, and they're beginning the season in the top 25 in the in FCS the for the first time in a long time. Yeah. That I knew. And they dominated last week. Yeah. So, judging by the stats, I'm pretty sure it's easy to say we got to watch their run. Right? Is that... <laughs> Is that something that's easily easily said? Um, so I think we play a lot. We stack the box. We make them run. And if they do decide to throw, I think our cornerbacks and our safeties are more than capable of handling one-on-one coverage. And if they do decide to put more than two wide outs, then we take the box away. And I still think the front seven has enough talent to maintain the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I think FCS games, it's all about, like, more so than anything, it's just utilizing the fact that you're faster and you're bigger. Yeah. And if you can lean into that, like, you don't really get surprised. You don't overlook your opponent. Uh, you'll be okay. Uh, yeah. And, and one more thing to add on top of that, just to piggyback. I think the big thing is you just can't give them confidence. You give them one or two big plays, you know, and it starts to build, maybe we can do this mentality. And that's where it starts to... You know, it starts to go downhill real fast. So as long as you don't get that to happen, I think this we can handily win this game. And I'd assume that Bo Baldwin probably pretty like is pretty familiar with them as an opponent. Yes, and that helps us quite a bit mm-hmm. in comparison to a staff that's all just from the college football ranks. Yeah, and and on the and then back to our side as well. I mean, we we're coming off a, a ten point double so double digit underdog win. At UNC, and the hype around after that game was just unreal, and the players were so excited. Right, Ray Hudson tweeting out, um, "Cal fans, get your tickets. This isn't the, uh, this is real," you know, <laughs> and things like that. So you, when you see that, you the players know that something's happening. You know, some it, it's it's looking like their confidence is rising. They're looking like they look like they can get better. You know, judging from the UNC game, so. If that's the case, now now the Cal team wants to come out on their home opener and show the crowd that, hey, last week wasn't a fluke. We're actually better than last week, too. Um, and I think the schedule works out perfectly, right? You have a tough away game to start off your season, oh, and you get that win. You come home to play a Division II school where you're very, very heavily favored to win, and let's say you do get that win, then that sets you up perfectly to go into a game against an SCS, SCC team at home. And so I think this is the game where, hey, you know, our, our football guys talked about it all the time, right? They want to see the crowds filled, right? Treggs used to say that all the time. You know, Still does. Still does. Vic and Worry says that all the time, too, on Twitter. And they want to see Memorial Stadium like we used to see it. And we want the players to see what Memorial Stadium could be like when it's rocking. But it's not going to be this week. It's not going to be this week. But what I'm saying is this week could be the week to show that, hey, next week when Ole Miss comes to town, that's the week to show up. Right, this will be fun. Yeah, this, that game's going to be fun. So I think this is the game where we show that. This is the game where our offense, offensive playbook opens up a little more. This is where our defensive playbook opens up a little more. Um, you'll see a lot more blitz. I mean, you know, that first blitz, 
that we did on defense was Cam- Cameron Bynum, cornerback, cornerback blitz. What to do? It ended up in a sack. That type of thing gets the crowd pumped up. Defensive plays and offensive big plays. Exactly. Bring back the crunch and the Iron Man song. We haven't heard that in a very long time. The crunch? <laughs> the crunch. Isn't this the bear trap? Is that the bear trap? Yeah. Uh, no one ever told me the name for it. Yeah, it's the bear trap. Is it the bear trap? Okay, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> no one me? told me the name. I just do the, I just do the hand motions the and sing the Iron Man song. And the Iron Man song? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what song I'm talking about. That's the Iron Man song. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, I learned something today, too. I didn't know that was the Iron Man song. Oh. So, yeah, uh... Let's let's move on from that. This is going to be a pretty short podcast, so let's move on that. And let's talk about um, what do you think was going. How do you think this game's going to play out? Mm. If you were to draw it up in your head like a Hollywood movie, what happens? You know, in quick highlights from beginning to end. I'd like to see Demetrius Robinson get like three t- like three touchdowns, something like two hundred yards, something like get his welcome welcome party because he got stuck with a tough assignment with MJ Stewart last last week. Yeah. Um, which, which, by the way, a lot of people were like, where's D-Rob? What happened to D-Rob? D-Rob is arguably one of the reasons we won because he constantly had MJ Stewart on him at all times. He so was he, seeing every bit of that defense. So he's going to show up. Big time. Yeah. So continue, and please. And he's so fast. Like, <laughs> it's hard to expect anyone can carry to stay with him. Just Ross got to get him the ball. So... Yeah, I'd love. I'd like to see that more so than anything else. I think getting Trey and Vic a little bit more. Like I thought Trey should should have gotten some more usage on the ground. He actually retweeted a tweet I sent to him about feeding him the ball at halftime. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. Yeah, he was uh, Peter, uh, Peter, who was our uh, guy at the NC game. He was saying, he, uh, what's it, Trey was retweeting or liking some of the Golden Blocks tweets at halftime <laughs> as well. So I think he was. He, Either <laughs> so funny. Dude. I think it has to be one of two things, right? Either, either the the bad way of looking at it is he was benched, right? Yeah. That's the bad way of looking at it because you know benched. I, I'm not saying he was right, but I mean if if a guy's checking his phone at halftime, right? But I think I'm looking at it from the from the good side, which is that he was that relaxed. Hmm. He like went into halftime, you know. It's you know. I'm not. I'm not like worried or upset or or like phased anything about the game. I'm just gonna sit at my sit in my little corner. Yeah. Get my cell phone now. Check a couple tweets. Like a couple. Retweet a couple. You have time. Like that's totally reasonable. Yeah. You go back to your locker. Sit down. Like it's it, it's not. They don't spend the entire time prepping. Yeah. Or talking to your your coordinators mm-hmm. and position coaches. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, I would love to see. I'd love to see him get. You know, if if each of our backs can if if. Oh, I hate making this comparison, but if, our, if if each of our backs can do kind of what Texas did to us two years in a row, where they have one or or like two or three backs that eclipse the hundred yard mark, that would be cool. Mm. That would be real cool. Um, and then, what are, you, what are you open for? I'm open for a return of Melky Stovall. Is he still hurt? I don't think he was ever hurt. I think I think he was hurt in the spring and during fall camp. And that's why it probably fell on the depth chart a little bit. Um, I don't think it was a severe injury either. I mean, this is just my hypothetical. It's just, I think it's just, you know, maybe a, a rolled ankle here, you know, like a strained arm there. And it's just, you just have to sit out a couple practices. And by that time, guys, some other guys are stepping up and 
you know, they're getting into the rhythm of the offense. And just, you know, you're going to play with the guys that you feel are more comfortable in the offense. So, but don't get me wrong, Stovall's one of the most talented guys that we have on the roster on offense. So he's, he's going to play at some point. Why not ease him in into the Weber State game so now that if he makes some mistakes, you can correct him? So I think that would be cool. Because uh, you put out, I mean, think about it. You put out a, a D-Rob, Vic Wharton, Stovall-type lineup, and you just hand them the ball. There's not a lot of people that are going to catch up to any three of those guys. Not a lot. Um, and then I think, for me, Ross Bowers continues his growth. You know, maybe maybe, maybe throws three touchdowns, maybe four, but you know, lowers the interceptions a little bit. I don't mind giving him a couple of, you know, growing pain mistakes. Makes another throw into, you know, tight coverage or something like that just because he thinks he can get him the ball and the, just the window closes a lot faster than he expected. Um, and just that. And finding his rhythm before going into the Ole Miss game. And then one more thought would be defensively, um, I just want to see their confidence grow a little more. A couple more sacks, a couple more interceptions, just something to get their blood pumping and be like, we can do this. Like this, this is this system's working, and um, just to put a little bit more of a, just a little wrench into the plans of the other teams prepping for our school now. No longer will they just have to, they you know, oh yeah, the the defense, yeah, we'll just kind of breeze through their uh, their video, you know, and uh, their breakdown. But now they have to spend a lot more time on our defense. Be like. Yeah, now you're gonna have to watch out for the corner blitz and the defensive end blitz and the outside linebacker and the middle linebacker and uh, you know uh, send the part send the house party type of uh, blitz or everyone drops back into coverage. Like they're gonna have to look at a lot of different things now, and it just takes away from their planning week in week out. So I think this game maybe does a little bit of that and just kind of gets the other teams on edge. Anything for you on the defensive side? Mm, maybe just like a pick six. Yeah. Yeah. Something just get the crowd pumping and everyone. Fumble. Zach Follett fumble type deal. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh, the pain train. <laughs> yeah. The pain train. The pain train. All right. So as this is the media guide, we we're just kind of talk about what, what we think you should do in Berkeley. Right. This is a 2 p.m. kickoff. Right. 2 p.m. kickoff. So you, if you want to get there early, you know, with traffic and parking and all that, let's say you get there around 11. Okay. All right. Let's let's start with the pregame. Where would you send our valuable listeners before the game? Rallies. That was my guess. That was my that was mine too. Yeah. The outdoor patio is amazing. Uh, there's no shortage of fun things to do with like bags or cornhole, whatever. Bocce ball. Uh, bocce ball. Yeah. Fire pits and a beautiful outdoors and intermezzo like right next door. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that would be my spot. And the guy that owns it, who we met um, mm-hmm. when we were out with the Rivals guys, was really nice and mm-hmm. kind to us, and it was awesome. So they deserve that shout-out, and that's where I'd spend it. I mean, the other area that I would always recommend is just, like, anywhere on Durant. Yeah. Um, it's very fun. I think, wow, I'm going to forget all my names. Uh, there's a, what cafe is it? Oh my gosh. Cafe Durant on the yeah, second Cafe floor. Yeah, Cafe Durant. So you go up there, you get pictures, you sit on the deck. If it's nice weather, it's beautiful. Uh, it's not usually as crowded. Um, just 
a total blast. So those those would be my two places. Get a little get a little tipsy. You can't do that really too much before going into the booth. So I'm a little out of shape, but that would be the best place to start. And then you gotta get top dog. Yeah, you gotta get a top dog either before or after. I'm personally a after top dog guy. But you gotta deal with the lines after. But you do have to deal with the lines after. Maybe before too. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'd say rallies too. I mean, we were there, um, and I've been a couple times after that too. And that place is after the renovations is is a awesome place. And they have tons of bathrooms. Tons. It's very nice. Tons. Yeah. Like that aspect was very well thought. Yeah. Out. There's yeah. a lot of drinking. We're a lot of restrooms. Like yeah. great. Don't have yeah. to waste a lot of time waiting in line. So a lot of people who are, who want to who want to know about the food at rallies, there's uh, they changed their full menu is finally out now. So you got tacos, you got sliders, uh, you got nachos, which I highly recommend. Mm. Highly, highly recommend the nachos. Amazing. Um, and then you know fries and onion rings and all sort of that and a, an extensive beer list. I mean, you saw the beer list. It's it's extensive. Um, and then also, if you don't like the food there, you, you're allowed to walk over to Mez, Mezzo. It's not Intermezzo anymore. It's just called Mezzo. Huh. You can grab a salad, and you can walk right on back to your booth at rallies. And just eat it there? Just eat it there. They don't care. You just can't take your rallies food out to Mezzo. You can't take a beer. And take yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But you can, take your, you can get a salad and come back over. Oh, nice. If you're going to get there before 11, I highly recommend getting that breakfast burrito at Mezzo. Or Kingpin Donuts. Kingpin donuts too, but I'm a I'm a breakfast burrito guy. For me, donuts are more of a night thing. Is that weird? What? Yeah, I I, I like eating more donuts at night than I do in the mornings. It's weird. Don't ask. Did Berkeley do that to you? Maybe it's an Asian thing. Keep Berkeley weird. Yeah. Uh, but the breakfast burrito is on point six fifty. I think sixteen ingredients. You're pick you should pick and choose. You can choose one of them. You, you snapped all of them. this, didn't you? Yes. Mm. Amazing. That burrito. did look good. It's so good. So good for the price of six fifty. It's unbelievable. Um, and then, of course, yeah, Top Dog, Rallies, Thai Basil, um, you know. Where are you sending these people? Uh, or uh, gypsies. Yeah. gypsies. Or if you want to get, get lunch, I'm just saying, if you, get, if, you, if you get there before 11, you can get the breakfast burrito. If you get there after 11, you can't get the breakfast burrito. It's from 8 to 11. I always think it's worth it, depending on your age, just to walk through Greek Row. Yes. And see the amount of mayhem that takes place. Like the fact <laughs> that Berkeley has an open container rule just on game days. Everybody gets to be outside. You can get up into the hillside off Prospect and look over the bay and see that beautiful view. Get up around the stadium. Um, even if you were to go on that hike on the fire trail, like it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So get over there early, spend a day there, especially yep. with the good weather. There's nothing better than uh, Indian summer in the bay. Yeah. One more thing I would I would say pre-game, if you haven't done it before, is the, I believe it's called the March to Victory, um, where the players mm-hmm. get off the bus from their hotel, because they do stay in a hotel uh, the, day, the night before game day, just so they can, you know, keep everyone in check and just have, maintain, take away all the other external factors as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, it was a Tedford thing. So, yeah. So they then do it at the Claremont. It's really cool. It's really cool to see them. Um, get off the bus, walk up, you know, they're all wearing their suits and everything. So people line up like a little, you know, I don't know what you call that, like a little... Uh, human tunnel? Human tunnel, yeah. And you can give them a high five and all that as they walk up. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool experience. And also, they have like a new thing at uh, Maxwell, where it's like a pregame with like Jumpy House and like football toss and things like that. So if you have kids, that's, I think that's... That's the go-to. That's definitely a go-to. Um, all right, so game ends, round six. What do you do after the game? 
Usually we go home. <laughs> we go home. But if you're, let's say you're hungry, where would you send our, our folks? Um, maybe Taco Sinaloa. Good choice. Check that out. It's a newer location in Berkeley off Telegraph. Yeah. Uh, I'm always a big fan of the Gordo's Quesadilla, but the location on college is better than the one on Telegraph. Uh, and you could also go burrito there if you'd like. Um, Taco Sinaloa, but I, just, I don't mean to interject, but the Taco Sinaloa, for people that don't know, is it's, it's a taco, it's, it's a Mexican restaurant, but that's a taqueria. But it's actually a brick and mortar shop of the taco trucks that are on International and 22nd, excuse me, International 22nd in Oakland, which was one of my favorite places to go if I had access to a car during college. So, yeah, please, yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's a good spot. And yeah. then I suppose if I hit that and was still hungry, I'd go in, uh, oh my God, I just forgot the name, but I'd go get myself the little ice cream sandwich. Cream. Cream, yeah. Go get cream. There you go. That's how I'd wrap it up. Yeah. And then go home. if I had a car yes. and I was trying to hang, yes. go up to Grizzly Peak, look yeah. at the view. Yeah. I'm in the views. You, 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 he is a very view-oriented person. <laughs> yes. Views from the six. That album cover is probably Andy's idea. <laughs> it's, it's very Andy-esque. Very true. It's very his Instagram and Snapchat-esque. Yeah. Um, so views for days. Views for, views for days. <laughs> Uh, for my opinion, I think I would go probably the, uh, if you're, if you had a little bit to drink and you're feeling a little hungry, I think artichoke, artichoke pizza is the way to go. Controversial choice. Controversial choice. I know, but I, I love it's heated up. It's delicious. If it's like, they don't heat it up or they're like, Oh, just got out of the oven. Don't buy it. How many do I, but then they can also heat it up too much and the pizza gets too hard. Yes. So I find that like you get it and it's could be perfect. Yeah. But then there's risk involved. Uh, see, I don't always go for the artichoke pizza, though, when I go to artichokes. I really like their um, their margarita, like with the vodka sauce, mm. or their crab one. Yeah, the crab a, one is amazing. The crab one is so, so... That's my go-to. They have the vodka sauce on the margarita? Yeah. Ooh. That one's really good. And that one's a square pizza, too. So I always ask for the corner, because um, <laughs> I realized this is... Veteran move. Veteran move. Is because when they put it on the pan, he takes the dough on the corners and wraps it over the corner. Mm. So it you get that like uh, 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 this is a this is a very weird thing of mine, but you know like on a corn dog when you eat a corn dog and then there's that as that end with the batter that's just fried on the stick that at the very end. As a kid, I used to love that part. I still do. Um, <laughs> But that, that's kind of that feel of you get when you get the corner piece. Is that mm. like crispy dough part that's slightly burnt, coming off the edge a little bit. And you get a little bit, little bit more money. <laughs> Money's worth. All right. Ole Miss. We'll go. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're doing it. I'm in. All right. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. And if you want breakfast for the next morning, I highly recommend this. There's a new Taiwanese bakery that just opened up a few months back. Or actually a year, about a year ago. Uh, called 85 Degrees. It's on uh, University in Shattuck, right diagonally across from McDonald's on University. Huh. Great place. The pastries are to die for. I'm a huge sucker for Asian pastries. I think they're a lot better than Western pastries. Mm-hmm. You can quote me on that. Cha uh, I don't. They don't have a cha one. one. Uh, but the taro bread is really good. The brioche bun is really good. Uh, the sweet, cre- uh, sweet milk one is really good. And the blueberry bread. Uh, it has like a blueberry cream cheese type thing in the middle. It's like a pastry puff. Mm, so good. 
So if you want some breakfast items, that's the way to go and for your next morning. And if you're not taken care of with these recommendations. <laughs> I, don't, I can't help you. The last other thing is be sliver, sliver. Or cheese board. Yeah. Whichever. And or. If you're in the pizza mood. Yeah, if you're in the pizza mood. I will say, you, you have to abide by our, uh, our recommendations because Peter, who went for Golden Blocks to, to UNC, by what I said with the Bojangles and the cookout, he went to cookout. He said it was amazing. <laughs> I love that. And then I, I, I asked him, what, what did you order? And he said, I ordered exactly, because I messaged him privately on Twitter, and I told him, this is how you need to order. And he said he ordered exactly as I ordered, or as I told him to, except he picked out the sides he wanted. Uh, but he said the hush puppies were delicious. And as weird as it sounds, a watermelon milkshake tastes good. It does. It does. I don't know how it does, but it does. So we have one. Well done. One well very, very done. satisfied customer. <laughs> That's awesome. So we're going to keep this going. So every, every game we're going to do this. We haven't, I, haven't been to, I haven't been to a lot of other places. I think you've been to Eugene. You've been to Boulder. We have a couple more things to talk about there. And, of course, Berkeley we're, we can talk about for days on end. So there you have it, folks. That is our preview podcast for this week. Right, so be ready for another preview podcast next week, and our also our Weber State recap next week as well. Um, if you have any, if you have any other questions or comments or concerns on game day, don't don't hesitate to tweet at me at Rob Eleven H W A N G, or you can tweet at Andy during the week at Andy J B S mode, and you can find our stuff at CaliforniaGoldenBlocks.com. You can actually find our previews and like our our recaps and all that. I wrote the recap for last week, so I thought it was a good one. I took, over, I took over for Andy. Yeah. Andy's the normal rap guy. I got to use the rap for the first time. This week, too. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, that's it for us. And as always, go Bears. Go Bears.